Okay, it's bacon focus. Let's all get our shit together, guys. You you will or you won't. You do or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only way. It's the only way you can go, right? You either got to get it together, or you don't. You go full blown bacon. I wrote that catchphrase in the shower before I came in and did this. I was so excited and pumped to be working with you guys. I mean, I, I ironed both sides of this shirt. You know, I, I I put on cologne for a podcast. If that tells you how excited I am to work with you guys. Uh, well, I mean, you took a shower. I didn't even do that. So Yeah, not today. <laughs> oh, there you go. That tells you, that tells you, that tells you how prepared I was. No, nah, um, no, nah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Um, okay. Just to let you guys know, uh, this is where it all came from. Hi, I wrote a book about getting your shit together called bacon focus. No, wait, I started to write a book and then I didn't finish the book. Okay. And the reason I wrote this book and came up with this, cause I had, a, I used to have the best dog for 13 years named do dog. And he passed last year, poor baby. But um, I gave him, went to give him a piece of bacon. I'm holding it out in front of him, and he's staring at it and staring at it and staring at it. And I thought, God, if I could only focus like that on anything, that's where bacon focus comes from. That's just bacon focus. There's nothing else in the world. And I thought, okay, if I could focus like that, I could accomplish anything. Well, I started writing the book, got 10% in and then flaked off on something else because I wasn't focused. And it was probably something like bacon or titties that got me distracted. But either way, (laughs) that's where where it was now. And I realized every guy in the world is in the same boat every day. Your biggest stress is some form of trying to get your shit together. I mean, people that really actually have their shit together, the only people that have their shit together on the daily are serial killers. They're the only ones. <laughs> I mean, it's probably true. You're probably, I mean, accurate, yeah. Look, serial killers never lose their keys, okay? Never. <laughs> or okay? other people's keys. <laughs> or other people's keys. So, um,. So, yeah, I thought to myself, I had to name this thing something. I had a great talk with Tone the other day. Uh, man, it was super helpful and super informative because I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just glad, you know, we got to we got this chance to work together. Heck, yeah. No, I and, and the be- the best part about it is uh, is uh, obviously just in, in talking to you the other day. I mean, you're always you have fun. You're you're a fun guy. Obviously, you're a comedian. So you're super funny. Um, just And so, like, I. I can't wait to hear like, you know, some of the stories, some of the st- things of like that come out of this, just like, you know, cause I, it, for me, especially as a dad, like I got three little ones. I mean, I don't get a lot of time talking to other adults. So. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I know. Um, yeah. Minor, minor, minor. My youngest is 16 now. So I'm really stupid. <laughs> um, oh, he knows way more than I do. I said, I said to him last night, we got an argument last night. I said, Hey, uh, I need you to help me with some things on the house tomorrow. He goes like, what things? I go, well, you know, the kitchen floor where I'm working on, I'm replacing the kitchen floor. He's like, couldn't you have done that? Couldn't you have finished that last week? (laughs) Whoa. Like, listen here, you little motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Oh, I was so mad. And we start. We went for a walk. It's the whole city's covered. Nice. We're walking down the street, and we're yelling at each other. 
I'm like, are you fucking kidding? You gotta be kidding. <laughs> He's like, I did the dishes yesterday, bro. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, you are missing this. I said, shut off your 16 year old brain. Golly. So, um, yeah. So, so I got the kiddos too, and it's good. And it's so good to talk to an adult. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, my kids are my kids are uh, my oldest two are twelve and thirteen, and they're they know everything too. So it's good. We're in I'd good really, hands. The generation coming up knows everything. So I'd rather talk to drunk adults than sober <laughs> kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. I mean, you're, you're probably the IQ level is probably pretty similar. <laughs> At least in the dude, and look. The dude the other day he tried to he tried to DoorDash a pizza. I'm like, bro, you know they deliver that, right? Like, <laughs> I'm si- I'm not even making it up. This isn't even jokes. I'm like, dude, no, I'm not giving you my credit card. Call your mom. <laughs> DoorDash DoorDash a pizza. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I just can't it think of a single. Happened. I can't think of a single pizza place that doesn't deliver. So, like, it couldn't even be like, oh, it's like this like high end place. <laughs> Dude, I, I almost bought tickets to Dave Ramsey live to have him say to Dave, "I just DoorDashed a fucking pizza and watch Dave's head explode." <laughs> watch Dave Ramsey just blow a gasket, like he's not gonna anyway, but. Man, you know, DoorDash a pizza. That's that's a I've never heard of that. I mean, I've never heard of anyone doing that one. That's that's pretty bad. Oh, okay. That's I got another one for you. So this is this is um we were over at my cousin's house. She just bought a new house. Okay. It's just her and her little kids. So we went over there help help them do stuff and paint and do all this stuff. And they said, Hey, will you get the lawnmower started? And I said, sure. So I go out there, I fix it, I get the lawnmower started. I'm like, Julian, cut the grass. I'll paint. You cut the grass. And he's like, cool. We're here to help, you know? So he goes out there with his push mower. He cuts the grass. He gets done cutting the grass. And I said, okay, now cut the back. And he's taking a break. And he he, he kind of leans around the corner. He's like, hey, um, the uh, this is the hardest mower I've ever pushed. And I go, you know it's self-propelled, right? <laughs> he's like what i go yeah see this button where it says self-propelled on there it's self-propelled he's like oh shit i'm like yeah that's you know because you're dumb and i'm not so <laughs> so yeah oh, oh, dude, I, I remember i said I'm, I'm old enough to remember like back when you like just had the ones you pushed and that made it go like yeah like literally. Yeah. i mean that's how i cut my grandma's grass when i was younger I mean, my mom doesn't use the self-propel to get a to get a workout in, but she knows about it. Just consciously doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, and it and it yeah. <laughs> She's just like whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. Like uh, to think of like the things like I'm sure everybody in in life you have like these things that like could definitely like help you do things easier. Like I wonder if I wonder how many times like I've done something like that where I'm just like I'm gonna do the hard thing because I'm too dumb to do the easy thing. It it sets you free, doesn't it? And and, and <laughs> let, 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 let's 
let's be honest. We avoid it. I mean, we avoid it. We just we we do. And then when we do it, we feel good, and it's kind of a blend of. You know, I told dad, I told my son too. I was like, you know, the secret of happiness, right? And he said, what? I said, it's doing shit you don't want to do with a smile on your face. Truth. Yeah. I mean, what, what, how do you, I, what, everything you're stressing about, it's either some little thing in front of you or something down the road or something or something in the week. And you're like, uh. and again, every year, what do you worry about two years ago? I don't remember. Yeah. But we're stressing over the, you know, whether I'm going to get the eight bucks back at Lowe's on a part that I opened or, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm talking to the bitch all the way up to the place. I'm like, oh, well, I've been a customer here. 20, you know, I mean, what do you do? What is, so you don't get your $8 part back and then you go put up an $85 bar tab at fucking Applebee's. I mean, what do you worry? What are we worried about? We worry about the dumbest shit. We're just the flip side of the kids. Yeah. You know, they worry about they worry about their dumb shit. They're totally stressed about, and we're well, like, yeah, and they're not worried about say, our sh- none of it. No, they're not. They don't even think about it. They're just like, yeah, whatever. But it's like us. We don't think about them like in a certain way. Like, I mean, I know for a fact. Like sometimes I'll listen to my kids talk, my twelve and thirteen year old, and then sometimes their friend will be over, and they'll just be talking, and you're like, that is nothing in life. Like it means nothing. Like you guys are like talking about this thing that literally will have no bearing. You're like, does this boy think I'm cute? Blah blah blah. Whatever. You're like, it's not like you're gonna marry that kid. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, it's wild. I mean, he wanted to switch schools over a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so back of course, in my day, I went in and tried that. I tried that at work the next day. <laughs> this <laughs> I guess. I mean, back in back in back when I was in school, I mean, I definitely just like I just tried to I tried to have weird haircuts. Like I was like, let's just see what oh, it does. That kid. Yeah, I had pink hair. I had like purple hair. I had cornrows at one point. I don't think I'm allowed to admit that anymore. But um, uh, <laughs> I had I tried to get dreads, but like couldn't grow them. <laughs> like it just didn't. They didn't do it. I don't. <laughs> you know. So I was a weird band kid. I mean, I think th- I think Tyler was a weird band kid too. So. Oh yeah, I was band kid too. Too. <laughs> my time between band and football. That's all I really did. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're saying there aren't weird band kids? Oh, there are. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think it's a prerequisite. Almost. American Pie was not that far off. Just I gotta tell you something. I always liked the band kids in my school. I was friends with everybody, though, man. I was friends with the heads, the jocks, the band kids. I mean, the the emo kids. I mean, we didn't have emo back then. We just had kids that hated their dad. (laughs) And they'd play hacky sack all the time. So they would always take on them, comers. I played hacky sack all the time. (laughs) And then I invested some money with this hippie fucking dude in college to make a hacky sack with a zipper you could store your weed in. So we like had this weirdo sew up this hacky sack, put a zipper on it and put the weed in it. And the whole time you're playing hacky sack, you're terrified. You're going to lose your weed. And you're like, Hey, don't kick that so hard. It's going to come out. So <laughs> it wasn't one of my better ideas. So now I'm writing books about getting your shit together. I mean, so, you know, you know, to, to, to succeed, you have to fail, you know, <laughs> 
and sometimes you do. I mean, watch somebody come up and kick your weed and see if you don't be like, hey, you know. <laughs> I can imagine that's like a that's a bad game. So we always had the kid that like wanted to kick it too hard. Like the soccer kid would come and he'd just be like, "Oh look, I could do all these things," and he just like launch the thing. Like and you're like, "Man, go get that shit!" Right. <laughs> sex yeah, played right. in close quarters. Look, it's like this isn't the punting competition. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know what? We used to play and um. And, uh, man, the coolest thing about Haggy Sack is just, you know, when it goes way up and then you're doing this number and you run 20 feet, turn around, kick it, and it goes right back in the circle and every, the crowd goes wild. I mean, there's so many cool things. But now it's like, ah, nah, not so much. It's like table, table tennis. <laughs> it's all tight. <laughs> Dude, do you guys like ping pong? I got a ping pong table. I love it. I love it. I had I had an Olympic size one in, when I was a kid uh, in our basement. My parents like were like, "Hey, we're gonna buy." My dad was like, "I'm buying a bass boat." Like the people across the street were moving. We were military, um, so the people across the street were moving. They were like, "Ah, we don't want to take this bass boat to Korea, and I uh, don't really want to ship this uh, ping pong table. Kids don't play with it anyway." So my dad bought a bass boat and a ping pong table. So me and my brother played ping pong all day, and my dad would go fishing. Oh, that is the best. <laughs> um, you know, there's no cool way to taste a ping pong ball. No, nope. No, you just you can't do it. But I do, I do play. I like playing it, man. I love playing me some ping pong. So you guys, I'm gonna go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. You want to know what happened to my head? <laughs> I was, I was wondering. I was gonna say Mike Pence is flying uh, set up shop there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually. I get out of me and almost lost my life. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's um, I'm <laughs> I'm joking. It's um, I'm I'm gonna tell you the truth because why why not tell the truth? Uh, I was my nephew was in town. He's going through a divorce, and uh, so he came to stay the weekend, and we started wrestling in the kitchen, and he's um. 20 years younger and 30 pounds younger than I am. So I got me a little, got me a little <laughs> shiner on the edge of the countertop. So, did it? Is it a cut? Is it a cut or is it a bruise? It looks like a cut. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's the corner, that's the corner of the countertop right there. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, is, this is from last weekend. <laughs> well, the well, the the plus side is at least it wasn't uh, judging by the video here, like five inches lower. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been, been way worse, man. It could have been way worse, <laughs> but it wasn't. But anyway, but I don't know. I we still and our family people like to wrestle, and not just because I'm in Kentucky, but we do. Like I wrestle with the. You know, my son and my cousins and my, and I do some jujitsu too. So that's, you know, I get my, get my fix on there, you know, but um, it, it's a different game when you're 55, man. I bet. I bet. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I mean, I feel- every 20 year old cat's in there trying to whoop your ass going hundred percent, you know, my kid, my kids think they can be my ass now. And I'm like 37 and I'm just like, you know what? I could probably take you, but I just don't, I just don't have the energy. <laughs> you know what though? Once here's the thing: as long as he pisses you off real good, he's not coming. 
As long as you're pissed, he's gonna lose. You are gonna win. You well, I think that's because that, no, that dad it, and rage thing is like, you know. Well, that's the thing is, I think I get lucky because like uh, my oldest two are are girls, so like I, there's, but my son's three, so like I'm I'm gonna have it coming probably like. Like, I'm be older, I'm be like, you know, ready to go. But I did the same thing to my dad. Like, me and my dad got in so many fist fights. Like, I can't even remember how many fist fights me and my dad had. That's how many fist fights we had. I broke no my dad's kidding. jaw. I broke my dad's jaw. Like, <laughs> and I mean, like, it was just like one of those things where it was like, well, my dad always said growing up, because, you know, he's from the generation where, like, you know, you went and got your own switch, or like, dad beat the shit out of you with a belt that had a buckle on it. Like, Right. And so, and, and my grandfather had nine kids. So like my dad was just one of those bastards. Um, so like literally like my dad all grown up was like, if I ever have to like lay a hand on you, you're going to be knocked out. And my dad's like five, eight, I'm like six foot tall. So I'm like, whatever. So like sophomore year, my mom, me and my mom get in a screaming match and uh, she wants to leave. And I'm like, you're not going to drive while you're pissed off. I was like, almost being a parent. So I like grabbed her key ring. She's trying to pull it from me. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I don't know why we're fucking arguing at two o'clock in the morning. My dad comes in. He's like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, mom's trying to leave. And she, and he's like, she's an adult. She can leave. Looking back. Also, my mom was an adult and she could leave. I don't know why I was trying to be responsible. And so I'm like, so at this point, like my finger is stuck in the key ring and I'm trying to let it go. I and knew I it. Yeah. And I, and I can't, but like, so, so he's like, he's like, let it go. And I'm like, I'm trying to. And like, so my hand is preoccupied and he swings and hits me in the face. And I was like, oh, he didn't knock me out. So then like got it off. And then we just started. Wah! And uh, I got caught him good and broke his jaw. <laughs> Golly, so. I never even heard of anybody breaking their dad's jaw. <laughs> I broke his jaw twice, actually, too. But there's the no way that could happen twice in one day. Second no. time, second time was an accident, though. Unless, uh, <laughs> unless it's injury. <laughs> well, I threw. I, we, uh, I, my dad used to catch for me. I, I played baseball and I threw ninety-one miles an hour, and uh, I threw a skipper, what? and it, and it bounced. Yeah, and it bounced up and hit him in the jaw. <laughs> the fastball skipped off the plate, like the little black part, and like hit him right in the, right underneath his mask and broke his jaw in the same spot that I broke it. Punched him. No shit. Wait, get back to the ninety-one mile an hour fastball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ninety-one. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm a lefty. I grew up uh, playing catcher, basically, uh, and then I realized there was no catchers that play that are lefty. Um, no catchers, third base, shortstop, second base. Um, they're all right-handers. Um, so I threw really hard. So they transitioned me to pitcher, and then I. You know, worked really hard at, at getting it, and I got up to throw on 91. My fastest I threw was 93, but, like, consistently 91, 90. So, so and then was I, this in high school? Uh, I went to college. I actually college. Had, a, I had, like, 16 Division One offers, and then a bunch of, like, smaller JUCOs. And so I went to a JUCO because uh, baseball's kind of screwed up. If you go to Division One, you have to wait three years to go pro. And I was like, I'm going to go pro, so I'm just going to go to JUCO because my, my high school coach was kind of a – jackass and so since we were military we moved like in between like high school and so he already has a team set so he was like i don't care like whatever and he didn't like me because i just didn't take a shit basically he probably trained all these kids to just take his shit forever so i was like well cool so i didn't play much my senior year um when i did pitch i i was great and then uh um had a school that was like hey like we're a basically a feeder straight to 
straight to the pros, like a couple, like three kids the year before I got drafted. And so I went there and then uh, my coach, my college coach made me lift weights. And um, I was like, dude, I was like, I have this disease called Ehlers-Danlos, which is like really loose joints. And so like, I'm like a rubber band. And uh, so I could throw every day and uh, he made me lift weights. And I was like, I don't lift weights, man. Like it messes me up. And then he was like, everyone lifts weights. And I was like, all right, whatever, fuck it. So we'd lift weights. And uh, it, I guess my doctor said basically the weightlifting made them, uh, made my, my joints strong enough, but uh, started to basically thread my joint um, out. So like it was like slowly tearing. And then one day I just went to throw it and my fingers went numb and it was like popped completely. And then I rehabbed it and I came back and I was throwing for the Rangers and popped again. And then my, at 19 years old, my doctor was like, I can repair it, but if I do and it pops again, uh, you're probably going to have a shaky hand for the rest of your life. Won't be able to hold your kid if you ever have one. (laughs) And I was like, probably should quit. (laughs) Didn't that doctor ever see Hoosiers? Patch him up. (laughs) You crazy? Patch him up. Well, see, I, I, was, I was like right in the, I was right in the mode of like uh, when everyone was starting to get Tommy John surgery. So like everyone's like started to care about people. Like had it been like a, like three years younger, probably would have been, they probably would just been like, yeah, go do it. And then I'd be having like, I'd be talking to you guys like this. Yeah. So. Well, it would have been cool if you could throw it, just switch it over and just, just as easily throw right-handed. That would have amazed everybody. I always <laughs> thought about, I always thought, I, I like playing cornhole. And yeah. um, I thought, man, so I came up with my own little way on the way I throw my cornhole bag. Okay. And I yeah. can't, uh, I, I, I take my hand like this, I throw it down and I turn it like I'm serving my grandma a pie or my grandma is serving you a pie. Okay. Yeah. Like this, throwing a piece of pie. I was like, oh, so it was just a half spin, lands right in the middle. I'm just kicking everybody's ass. And then I thought to myself, man, what if when nobody was looking, I just practiced all day long throwing them overhand? So I took an afternoon and I practiced throwing overhand. And after about, you know, 10, 20, 30, I was getting pretty consistent, not you know, not not good in any way, but but fucking being able to fucking throw it. So I'm like doing this shit just so I could get really good at it and then show up at the barbecue. Hey, you want to play cornhole? Yeah. And just fucking chuck one through the whole overhand and then go, oh, y'all want to do it granny style? You know, like, <laughs> just to fuck you people up. Can you imagine a guy walking up, throwing it through overhand on the first throw? He'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? You know, that's, that's every, every, every lefty is like that. They're like, I mean, we do everything we have to, we have to like hop over on the right-handed train and like do all the stuff. So we're basically ambidextrous on most of us. So we do like weird shit all the time. I don't know if Tyler yeah. does any weird shit, but like I do a bunch of weird shit. So are you lefty Tyler? It's Tyler lefty. I don't know. Tyler's I'm muted. I'm not a lefty. Not a lefty. Total righty. I'm righty tidy, buddy. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you something here. If we're gonna get what do you what do you guys what do you guys struggle with the most on getting your shit together? Or no, what do you want to do to get your shit together the most? What do you want to do? Oh shit, that's a tough one. Um the thing I want to get most I is I like I just need to become an adult. 
like I'm 37, but like I mean, like I hate fucking cleaning. Like you know how some people are just like they come home and they're like, oh, I love a clean house, and I'm like, I don't like to put the work in to clean my house. It's just gonna get right. dirty again. So it's like fuck. Like, but my wife's a neat freak, so it's like it really is like something I need to like get better at. So, um, just really like. I've been trying to since 2021 started consciously. Like when I come home from work, I don't sit down. I just do stuff. So like right. that's kind of, that's kind of like. And then I noticed that like once I achieve something, then I get like a almost like a burst of energy. I think that's probably why people enjoy cleaning if they do. Is somehow it gives them some kind of energy. But yeah, so I've been trying. I've been trying to just do more, which is, and I think that's what's going to get me to get my shit together. Do more. But like, and then just fill your day up because I think that's definitely like Tyler knows me a little a little bit. Like I, I try to fill my time. <laughs> yeah, so. like my time management skills suck at the moment. <laughs> like, is that yours? Yeah, full blown. Because like I all stay up until two three working on either school stuff or podcast stuff or mixture of the two most of the time. And then I'll get up at seven o'clock and do a bunch of more stuff before work at noon. And then it's just a whole slew of new other things that I totally should have remembered, but didn't, but I am getting a reminder of it the day of saying, Oh fuck, I got this to do. Oh fuck. I got this to do. And so I would just like the, the nonstop avalanche of shit that I'm supposed to remember to actually be remembered. Right. And, and, and again, it's the same for everybody. Everybody, it's the same for. It's the same shit. I, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's the same shit for every single dude. It's just different colors and different flavors. You know? And we sit there. And here's the thing, too. When you said, I want to I be a grown-up, I know what you mean, but we don't really want to be grown-ups because it sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and can can we say that getting your shit together is the finest line and the biggest gray area? Because I don't know where to fucking. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, think about it. You ever do this one? Have you ever done this one? You ever fuck off for so long, or you got something you need to get done that you've been fucking off for a long time? You ever just been like, you know what? I haven't gotten this done, and I haven't gotten that done, so. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to the bar. You know what? I've been living all these years. One more day at the bar is not going to hurt me. And then sometimes it's the best day ever. I don't think there's, I, I don't want it to be that there's a set of rules that people, that, that everybody's got their own little few set of rules that can make you happy and healthy, but you still have to fuck off. You still have to fuck around. You can't, you know, and we're, we're, say what you want, dude, but, but look at us right now. I don't know. I, we just met. We're friends with McComas. We're friends with these other comics. We're in the arts. We're in, we're people that sleep late. We take naps. We drink too much sometimes. We fuck off, but we show up and we're solid dudes. What's the most important thing? I don't fucking know. I'm trying to figure out, figure it out. And, and like with, 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 with the bacon thing, I do not want to be motivational in any way. I just want to share my fuck ups with everybody else. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's a lot of people that are that have 
a lot of i would say a lot of people have a lot of fuck ups like and then but then i think it's like yeah i think normalizing it is i think kind of the thing like i think you can fuck up and not be not be a fuck up you know what i mean like i think most people are like hey when we like i fuck up and then people are like oh that guy's a fuck up but like i think you can be a fuck you can fuck some shit up but you can also still achieve like if you achieve 90 baseball great 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 thing if you go up to the plate 100 times and you get 99 hits but then you strike out so bad that like you fall on the ground like people are probably gonna remember the fall on the ground thing instead of the 99 hits like I think that's oh you the, can get ninety nine hits and if you get hit in the nuts with a hundred one and shit in your pants, <laughs> yeah, you might have your own internet. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be poopy poopy pitch dick for <laughs> the rest of your life. But I mean but but again, the world we're living in. Yeah. You're completely authentic. You can fuck up because it's not yeah. like but again, or it, it's I, I can't tell you guys how much thought I've put into this. It is, it is the most, there's so much we can get away with. There's so much we can't. And as bad as it's ever been, guess what? It's going to get better unless you get hit in the nuts with a pitch and shit in your pants. But I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it just keeps going. It, it, it's, it's that daily, it, it's that it's, uh, you know, um, it's, it's the of, of, things I want to, things you want to accomplish and the things that interfere and how you get there from here. And you can be completely focused and it's your main thing. And I, it, there's just, there's, it's, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, I don't know how to quantify it. And I don't think you, anybody can, it's just, and I don't think inspiration, I think inspiration comes to very few people like a lightning bolt. I think sometimes comes in the form of having your, Nephew, slam your head in the counter. But, <laughs> or getting but, stoned on a regular basis. Yeah. And so um <laughs> I, I, I and I I think that it's those little tiny bits. I think if you can move forward, if you can take a couple things in your life that you're just trying to work on. Because I don't I don't want to be a grown-up. That the everybody everybody talks about everybody doesn't want to say their age, they they worry about it. I've never ever worried about when i turned 30 i was like fuck yeah when i turned 40 fuck yeah when i turned 50 fuck yeah and then i don't get i don't care about the age part i don't care about the dying part i've never been afraid of dying but the part i'm afraid of is turning into a grown-up like those dudes that wear polo shirts and dockers and Stand around at the country club and be like, burr, burr, burr. I don't want to be that dude. I mean, if you say the word clam or taco, I want us to be able to do an eye peek, you know, like, uh, you know? <laughs> I mean, those are the dudes I want to hang with because, hey, the guys that aren't doing that are thinking that. I don't want to not be myself. So yeah. I want to I write this book. I'm going to write this book because of you guys offering me this awesome opportunity as bad as this first one is um no offense on you guys i just i I gotta look at my my old ass and i'm like oh god i wouldn't listen to this fucking dude you know but but um no i want to write this book and i want to i want to see if we can just just put on the table us trying to be ourselves have fun Get some shit done, make a few, get over a few hurdles, you know, but never grow up. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I guess what I guess the in in a, in a real sense, you don't have to grow up, right? Like, I mean, you don't have to grow up in in the normal sense of things. I mean, you could definitely like if you if you get your shit done, you never have to grow up. I mean, that's really what people are running. People are like, ah, fuck, I want to win the lottery. Like, that's really what they're saying. They're like, yo, I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. All this crazy shit with no limitations, right? Yeah, but you'd be the unhappiest person in the world. I love the grind. <laughs> I love. I'm good in the mud. I swear, when all my shit gets wrecked, I mean, you know, come on, I'm divorced. My wife cheated on me. I lost fucking everything. I was like, woo! I had three jobs. I was sleeping in my Dodge Ram Charger. Dude, I came back from that shit so hard. And I was in my shittiest jobs. I was the happiest. And then when I got up and got a bunch of money and was like, oh, man, I'm killing it. I didn't make me any happier. You know, and then and then now I'm at the point where, OK, I'm debt free. I don't have any debt, um, but I don't have a lot of savings at all. But now I'm like, OK, I'm 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 at a point in my life. You're you guys are at a point in your life. What kind of point is it? It's a good, bad. What the hell is it? Where are you going from here? Where am I going from here? And I get up and I look around and you you guys know me well enough to know I'm all over the fucking place. If you lived in my bank for one day, you're like, okay, I need meds or, you know, I'm going to throw myself <laughs> off the new bridge. Um, I, so it's, it's a lot. And then, um, but you, you know, and it's not all about going in a straight line and being that focused dude every time. A lot of it's just kind of where you land, you know? I don't think, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think anybody's journey is ever straight line. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Mike Pence. Mike Pence. <laughs> I mean. That's a straight fucking line right there. Sorry. Let's not talk. Oh, yeah. No politics on this show. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. None. We're just, I mean, Mike, I mean, that, that is a good, I mean, it's a good analogy, though. I mean, that dude does seem like his life a series of straight lines. No matter who, I think that's anybody, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you can probably notice that. So. I think that's probably no, why I people think they love, love him. I think they should. Uh, he's got to just dance one time, just once, <laughs> and we'll find out if he's a robot from space or not. And not with mother. <laughs> not with mother. <laughs> he'll be. He'll be looking. He'll be looking at the picture he's got on the nightstand, like you know, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you're as uncomfortable as Mike Pence touching. <laughs> hey, maybe not that. How does he pee? He probably uses tongs. Okay, we're done with this. We're done with this. We're done with Mike Pence's dick. Okay. <laughs> In my defense, I started it with a fly joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a call, that's a callback, right? That's a call. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the comedian. I'm not the. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, <laughs> so I think I think I, I one of the things I'm really I, I told you how super excited I was. I, I put on too much cologne, but <laughs> I I really do believe that this this what we are doing really right now is going to get me back on track with that thing. And allow guys to get their bacon focus on and however they want to do it. I, th- I mean, I how, how cool would it be? Because let me tell you something. Getting you from here to there, it's just a nudge here and there. The people that like 
get in the shape they want or they make the money they want or find the girl they want or get the career they want. I mean, how the fuck do you get? It's the weirdest shit ever. It is. I mean, it is definitely the series of like weird shit that happens or like something, something you read something or yeah, see something. And it's like, Oh, that's this thing. But especially like creative people, I'm sure like yourself, you know, you, you see something and that could open up a world of never ending possibilities just by seeing something or hearing something you can be like okay you know in the moment i guess like i, I guess that does your brain works does your brain work in that way is that how like your your comedy comes like you see something and you're like okay that could be x y and z or is it like very straight line or is it like you see things no, and it's like, i have fun. no straight lines <laughs> no my, no my 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 thing is like when you're when you wake up your hair where no two hairs are pointing in the same direction that's my brain okay it's like no i i don't i don't uh no it's 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 non-stop it's a lot it's a lot and i go and go and go and I, I'm, I'm a nap guy i take naps because my brain is making me more tired right tyler you nodded your head you know what i mean like you said you stay up till two or three you get up at seven or eight they push it out and they're like, fuck this. And when I take daytime naps, oh, dude, it's like being shot with a tranquilizer gun. It's the only piece I get. And then I work the rest of the day. I go to bed. I fucking toss and turn and do all this shit and have weird dreams. All my dreams are I'm chasing some animal or some animal's chasing me or there's some sex and it almost works out or something. It's never just, you know, um, my dreams are nuts. And so, so I sleep terribly. I toss, turn, snore, wake up, do all this dumb shit, wake up, not, you know, right, get a cup of coffee, haul ass again. It's just, it's, it, this is every single day of my life. So, so how do you, how do you corral that? Like when you go like on stage, like how does that like, is it just because you can like compartmentalize like the act part of it or like you, like you go out and you do the, like, or is it or on stage are you like still even like oh that's it i mean it's whatever's whatever's gonna happen dude is gonna happen i I, the last time i was over here in louisville um i was uh oh and i'm gonna be back the 25th 26th 27th of this month at the caravan in louisville so we can put something like that up and uh Got a couple of cool dudes I'm working with too, uh, Jeff Toy and Evan Lewis. I'm gonna have them on the show sometime soon. And, okay. um, but anyway, um, the last time I was there, I met this couple, and they were kind of redneck hecklers, you know. And um, but they were just—they were so bad at heckling. They were just adorable. They weren't mean heckling. No, they were—they were. Fuck they were, they were, it, we've had. It, they're, you know, they're halfway through my headline and set. So they're like, fuck it. We've had enough drinks. We're going to say something. And they start talking about the relationship. And it was so fucking crazy. I ended up like turning the whole show off. And the last whole half of my show was talking to the couple. And it turned love. Like I sat on the edge of the stage and talked to him. I was like, wait a minute. You won't marry him, but you think he's the best guy you ever had? And the crowd goes, oh. And I'm like, well. And then people are asking him questions. I'm like, well, she had a good question over there. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> it can go anywhere, and I'm cool with it. You know? 
Like have turned turn into Doctor Phil. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, but it, but it, but if it goes to there, yeah. If it goes to there, it goes there. It's like you know what? What the? Why? Why are we not? Why are we not going here? You know, I mean, like one time I went down to the crowd and I grabbed a piece of pizza off this dude's pizza and ate it, and <laughs> I mean, and it was great. I mean, the pizza was great, and uh, and and it worked out great. He gave it to me. I didn't just run and rape his pizza, you know. But it was, um, yeah. I, I, God, man, oh, it's the best. It's the best ever. It's the best thing ever. That kind of shit happening when you're just talking to people, and that's what this thing is. What we're doing right now is just us fucking around and see what happens you know yeah i mean i think that's life right i mean it's really who who how many people know where their life's gonna go like i mean really i mean that's the whole that's the whole point of life you just fuck around and you see where it leads <laughs> okay did we talk about the other day did i talk about my trip to hawaii that i gotta tell you no no okay you guys don't know about this no no okay and i didn't talk about it on the other podcast uh-uh. Not that I know. Okay. Not that I remember. No. Okay. So last week, for instance, I'm talking like this, right? Last week, I'm in Louisville. I mean, the whole place is covered in ice. I look out the window, and the weather's just shitty weather. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to Maui, and I get on the thing and I find a, I bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii. It was 288 on Delta. So yeah, what? So that's a pretty good. Deal. The, <laughs> yeah. But I got these friends over there. Right. And the reason I have these friends over there and I can stay with them for free and they give me a car to drive, you know, um, I'll tell you how I met them. Let's talk about this life thing, Aaron. Okay. So, 2017, I was dating this girl named Justine that I was just head over heels in love with. I'd never, ever had a girl that checked off more boxes than this girl. She was everything I ever wanted in a woman. She was sexy. She traveled the world. She was educated. I loved her parents. They loved me. She was in a professional equestrian. I got to ride horses at her place all the time. We, she loved to travel. I mean, pick it. It was just great. But the crazy part was there. And, um, you know, she, she did some crazy shit when we were on the road that some things you can't recover from. Okay. So, of course, of course, this, my perfect girl, her parents have a place in Maui. She goes, we're going there. It's wintertime. We go every year. You want to come meet us up there? I said, sure. So I fly over there to meet her in Maui. And I got there at, at uh, 1240 or something at the airport and pick her up. Everything's huggy kissy. We drive back to the place. She shows it to me. We're on literally you walk out the backyard, you'll fall in the water. It's that close. I mean, the place is so we're having drinks. We're on like our second or third drink. I'm like, this is so great. Oh my God. And she just snaps on me. She's like, What did you what did you do? Like, what? What are you talking about? What did you do, Rich? Like this question over and over. What did you do? Okay, it's gonna be one of those nights. I've been there an hour. (laughs) 
okay with the with the trip back from the airport so i go okay um honey you're i I don't know what to do with this i can't answer your question because i don't know what it is so i'm gonna go take a shower so i left my phone on the countertop in the kitchen and I, i never have had a passcode on my phone because i don't have anything to hide in my phone which is crazy and um so I go in, I take a shower, I come out, I'm, I'm drying off my knees, and she comes busting through the door with my phone in her hand, and she goes, what the fuck is this? What is this text? I love you? And smashes me over the head with my phone, starts hitting me, I swing her down on the floor, I'm like, what the hell? And I grab the phone, and I look at it, and it's a text I sent to my buddy from college, because he sent me some great music when I was high or something, and it said, I, lo- I wrote, I love you, and put a heart. And I guess she thought it was a girl or something. So I'm like, look, you know this guy. You, you've talked to him on the phone. It's from Kevin. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I said, now get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go sleep. This is ridiculous. She goes, no, you get the fuck out of here. Get off the pro- property. Get out of the premises. You're leaving now. Oh, shit. It's oh, 2, 2.30 in the morning. I haven't been there any time at all. I said, all right, if I leave... I'm never walking through that door again. So I grab my suitcase, throw all my shit in there in a wreck, put the same dirty ass clothes on. <laughs> I've been I've been up for like 37 hours or some oh, shit. Shit. Because of the flight and there was a delay in LA. So I walk out, slam the door, got pulling my suitcase behind me. It goes off the curb and the wheel breaks off my fucking suitcase. I'm not even making this shit up. It's the middle of the night and we're not in like a bustly area. So I start calling hotels and you can't get if the when their hotels are full in Maui, they're all full and they won't answer. So I'm calling hotels and they're all 250 bucks a night, all of them. Like you can't find a place in Maui for under 250 a night. So I'm like, all right, I'm fucked. So um I go down by the beach and I dig out a trench in the sand to lay down in. And it was 49 degrees that night. It was freezing. <laughs> and I had no warm clothes. So I put my mittens on my hands. I mean, my, I put my socks on my mittens. I put on all my shirts. I put my underwear on my head like a hat and covered myself in sand and just shivered, you know, most of the night. Got a little sleep. I wake up the next morning. I walk down by these docks. I have no idea where to go, what to do, where the fuck I can find shelter or whatever. And I hear this behind me. I turn around and there's a city bus with the door open. So I'm like, I'll go, you know. So I get on a city bus and just start riding around the island to just see what's up, you know. And um, so I'm like, man, I got to get rid of this suitcase because I look like a homeless guy. So I go to a dive shop. And I switch out the broken suitcase for uh, a backpack, you know, wet, dry bag that you can roll up and clip, you know, so it's mm-hmm. waterproof. Yeah. So now I'm, I, go, I go to the YMCA to take a shower because I don't, I, I belong to the Y. You can go by the way, if you belong there, you can go there free. So I went to take a shower. <laughs> Just to get cleaned up because I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. I'm so fucked. 
So I walk out of the damn Y, and there's a big old Hawaiian dude playing a ukulele, or they say ukulele. He's playing <laughs> ukulele, just like you'd think, and he's giving a little girl a ukulele lesson. And I go, hey, man, I go, uh, uh, I'm not from around here. <laughs> he's like, really? And uh, I go, uh, I go, where can I go get some local authentic food? And he's like, brah. You got to go to Sam Sato's Noodle House. It's the best place on the island. I, he goes, I'm going in 10 minutes if you want to go. I'm like, all right. I don't know anybody. I'm like, yes, I get in the truck with this big Hawaiian dude. His name's Mika, okay? I get in the truck with Mika. We get the noodles. He goes, you want to go to my place? Eat the noodles? Like, I got nothing. Yeah, let's go to your place. <laughs> Shit. You know, the whole time I'm doing the metrics in my head on whether I can whoop his ass or if he pulls a gun, or, you know, I'm thinking all kinds of crazy shit. And then we go to his place. Turns out he and his wife own a bed and breakfast called Peace of Maui, P-E-A-C-E. In the upcountry, which is like it's the country. It's just beautiful. It's completely surrounded by, by uh, gold pineapple fields. And right below Mount Mount Haleakala, the most beautiful mountain on the island. And I get there, and I've been up forever now, and I just ate a bunch of noodles. We eat the noodles, and I go, hey, man, do you mind if I lay down in that lawn chair out there and take a little nap, right? He's like, oh, go ahead. So, man, I lay down. Bam, I'm out. I'm out cold, dude. I got eight hours. There's a dog licking my face. He's standing over me. He's like, brah, brah, we've been trying to wake you up all day. He go, and, and here's the thing, too. They didn't have any room there. I couldn't rent a room there because there was no room. They were full. The island was full. He goes, look what I got for you. I look over. The dude has got a dome tent set up in the backyard with pillows, blankets, a sleeping bag, a little plate of food, a bottle of water, and one of those pop-up lanterns that you camp with. Oh, shit. You talk about rolling the fucking dice. <laughs> With a big Hawaiian dude. Now, listen, I'm still laying on the, I'm still, when he was telling me this, still looking up at him, laying on my back in the lawn chair, the dog's still licking my face. I'm like, like doing this shit because I'm so, you ever been in that place where you're awake and you can see what's going on, but you're still in dreamland and you're like, uh, you know, that dial tone thing, you know? Yeah. I've been so, I, so yeah, you don't talk about it. So, so I'm laying, it's, it's one of those lawn chairs with the plastic white strap strips across it, you know, just like at the pool, those generic kind, yeah. you know, they're like a foot off the ground. So I'm still laying on my back, looking up like this, you know, Adam and, and, and I see the tent, and I look at him, and I see the tent, and I go, thank you. And I didn't even stand up. I was so tired. I crawled. I rolled off and crawled into the tent. Boom. I'm out for another 12 hours. So that's like 20 hours straight of sleeping after what I'd been through, right? So, uh, yeah. So I come out of the tent the next day. You know, I'm like, God oh, damn. And, I, and, and there's Mika. And he's trying to move some big heavy thing into one of the units that he had to do some work on. I go, man, dude, I cannot thank you. I can't thank you enough for taking me in. You know, I, you know, what, what, I, I don't know what to fucking say. 
And he's like, yeah, I go, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I got to, I got to yank all these cabinets out of this unit and put new ones in. And I'm like, I'm your Huckleberry. So I jump around. I go, where's your fucking tools? I grab the tools. I rip all the shit out of that thing. Drywall, fix, do whatever. Worked all day. Busted my ass for this fine, fine man. You know? And so we just hit it off. And then I hit it off with his wife, Tammy. And I hit it off with his kids. And the next thing you know, I'm at the dinner table. And we're hanging out. And they named me. They named me. At the, they gave me a Hawaiian. I, they adopted me. My name, my Hawaiian. My, yeah, they did. They were like, "You're now officially adopted." They gave me a necklace. They said, "Your name is Kala. Your name is Kala Koa, and that's my Hawaiian name." Wow, awesome! Yeah, and Kala Koa means prosperous wood, is what it means. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm gonna. And also, I mean, Kala means like money. You know, it means like you know. Money and wood. Koa okay. is tree in Hawaiian, and you know, Kala is money and whatever. So, so, and when I'm there, they call me Kala. Like they don't call me Richie, they call me Kala. And so, <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so like, so I'm staying with them, and I stayed in the tent the whole time, even when the storm came. That blew with me in it one night. And uh, I had to get out in my damn underpants and nail it back to the ground. But anyway, long story short, um, um, I never slept indoors the whole time once that I was there. <laughs> and um, and so like, like on the eighth day or something, I was there. We're all sitting around the table having dinner. And, um, and uh, we're going to wrap this up in just a bit. But we're sitting around having dinner. And... Um, Cause I told them, I never told them what happened to me. I never yeah. told them I was thrown out. I never told them I had no one and nowhere to stay. And now I had to buy a new ticket to get home, which was 750 bucks. I had to, you know, I, for me to 10 days it, at that, it'd be, you know, 25, 3000 bucks. Yeah. Easy. So I felt like I owed them to tell them the truth. So I said, listen, we were sitting there. I'd made sauce and meatballs for him. Right. My sauce and meatballs, it's my signature dish. And um, I went to the store in Maui to get all the shit to buy it with. For one regular batch of sauce and meatballs that I would do here, $92 just for the shit to make sauce. Not grocery shopping, just meatballs, sauce, noodles, eggs, cheese, breadcrumbs. Wow. So you can imagine having a free place to stay, how I – they saved me from getting my ass completely handed to me yeah. on this trip. Cause I could have turned around like a bitch and went home, but <laughs> I was like, Nope, I'm going to dig in. So I sat there and I said, listen, I owe it to you guys to tell you this, that you, what the hospitality you gave me was way more important than what you think. And they said, what happened? So I told them the story I told you guys. And they said, Kala, we knew you were broken. That's what they said to me. They said, we knew you were broken from something. That's what they said. And I said, well, I just want you to know you really saved my ass. And I need to tell you what really happened because I owe you that. Because what you did was so much more important than just let me crash in a tent in the backyard. Where the fuck are you going to get that? You know? Yeah. Oh, so, 
Yeah. So now I'm going back, and this time I bought a one-way ticket, and I talked to to Mika, and I'm going to put roots down in Maui this time. I'm going to nice. stay for at least. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get connected. I've already done some comedy there, but I'm going to get more connected with the comedy scene. I'm going to see if I can make the same money there that I'm making here and then spend three months a year, maybe four months a year in Maui and doing shows. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's way awesome. That is pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Then you guys can come stay with me for free. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, they give, now they give me a place to stay. They don't put me up in the tent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, sit, so I'll stay in the tent. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, it's so nice there, the tent. There's Oh, it's no humidity. There's a trade winds every day. It's so cool, you know. But it's just a cool place. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going. Fuck this. So, you know, there you go. Did I fuck up? Was it? Was it I went there and got thrown out on my ass. Was it worth it? Did I do the right thing? I don't know. Did it end up okay? I guess, yeah, I did. You know? So I, I think oftentimes if you if you just stick things out like and you follow your instincts, especially if you have good instincts, um, sometimes luck finds you, I think. And like that seems I, like a situation where it's like, hey, like there's this thing, and like now you have like a whole like relationship and like cool things, you know, out of it, like cool bond and I mean, I think that's the whole point of like life. I think you never just never know where it's going to take you. True, it is. And I'll tell you something else that was really, really. This was the scariest part of the thing. Not that I got dumped out there. Okay, I, I read every night. I have a Kindle that I sleep with like a lover. Okay, <laughs> and, I, and I keep my Kindle in this leather. <laughs> Uh, it's actually a leather Bible cover that my mom gave me. I took the Bible out, chucked it, and put my Kindle in there because it fits perfectly in this thing, right? It's got a little cross button and a little leather piece of leather string you wrap around the thing, you know? And um, so when I was there, I had what I keep in my Kindle is my cash and my passport all my cash for the trip and the passport and, and and I got kicked out the first night so all the cash and my passport and my Kindle and this leather case was in the butt in the in the first zip pocket of my um suitcase now you know how the suitcase will have four wheels on the bottom and the one of them broke yeah so I flipped it around the opposite way and I was dragging it from the front. And I'm walking along for miles and miles. I mean, I walked, I don't know how many miles that first night before I found a place to sleep. But when I looked down to sleep, that whole the road had run out the pocket. And the whole thing with all my shit in it was hanging halfway out the pocket. It was almost ready to drop. Oh, and shit. to this day, to this day, the, the, the um, part along that Bible cover is scraped all to fuck because it was being it was dragging along too. I almost dragged rope walked so far the sh- all my shit. Can you imagine getting stuck with no cash and no passport anywhere? <laughs> no. And that was I was this close. Yeah. 4000 miles from home. It's 4000 miles from here. Damn. So what the what the f? Yeah. You know. It's definitely a what the F moment. See, I bet you similarly had like some focus that day. Obviously, you were focused on walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
little bit, just a little bit. Focus, <laughs> focus on some walking. That didn't. Not, but luckily, you know, luckily, do I, I, I always wonder that the amount of times that like I'm like, man, just one little like nudge, one little bump, one little thing. I mean, how many people have probably dropped their phones and almost like dropped them through like a, you know, off a building or fucking into like water? And they somehow miraculously didn't fall. Who knows? Like, just those little things. Like, it's crazy. Like. The luck of, of things sometimes. But like also like things happen for a reason, I think. <laughs> I think there's a reason some things happen. I've always wanted to believe that. I I and I want to. And if I ever yeah. get the chance to truly believe it that there's some entity looking out for us, I will. Yeah. But I I I, I just don't know. I'm not gonna say it's not true. Yeah. But I just too life's too Dirty and pretty to it's too. I, somebody, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I just don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to have that's one of the things I'd like to have answered when I die. Yeah. You know, makes sense. Wouldn't you like to know? So, wait a minute. But man, if they show you that reel where you're like, <laughs> the reel of your life, you're like, dude, I should have took a lot of left turns. I fucked myself three quarters <laughs> of the time. I could have been what? Amazon? I could own Amazon. I could have come up. I mean, you know, Amazon was started in what 94, 96. Yeah. It's only been around that many years. Yeah. It's a fucking bookstore. Mm-hmm. That's you know, he could have started a CD store and made it for a while. <laughs> Sometimes it's a uh, it's doing the doing the crazy thing, right? Doing the crazy thing and somehow it works out. There's no way he's no way Jeff Bezos thought Amazon was turning into Amazon. No way. No way. I, it could have been a tax shelter. I mean, what the hell? Who's going to, I mean, you ever see the picture of his first day in business? He's on a folding table with a bunch of books and a fucking sign this big. <laughs> now he's just, you know, got his dick in the billboard. Like, <laughs> dude, that, yeah, I, it's, also, yeah, man, it's too much money and too much money that that, that guy's got. But again, that, that's great. But you have it for that long, dudes. If it happened to us, we had that money. There's no more yeah. grind and there's no more. Think how it would change everything. Hey, I want to, I want to, before we go and I'm getting ready to yeah. jump off of here, guys. Um, I want to, I want to give you guys a, a movie recommendation. Do you like old movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're not like a lot of young people now, like you guys are like, um, uh, fuck black and white movie. What's that? Bleh, you know, <laughs> um, there's a movie about this very thing and it was Andy Griffith's first movie. And this is what launched him to stardom. Okay. And it's called Face in the Crowd. All right. And it's about this guy who's a, it's Andy Griffith as a drunken drifter in jail. And Patricia Neal comes in the jailhouse and she's got a little, she works for Uncle's radio station. She's got a little show on the radio. And, and this was in 1947, I think this movie came out. 47. And she comes around. She's like, I got a little show called Face in the Crowd, and I never know where I'm going to end up. But today we're in the jail. And so we're in the jail, and we're going to see who wants to talk. And she 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 meets Andy Griffith, and she asks him to sing a little song. And it's like watching a star being born. Okay? He has so much charm and so much power she invites him to be on the radio and just sit in and play a song on the radio. And then everybody loves him there. And then he starts spouting off ideas about political things and the sheriff and all this other shit. 
It is one of the best movies you will ever see. And it is so relevant to right now. Okay, the guy just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you know what happens? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Because right Good. So, thank you. Seriously. I'm intrigued. You know, I'm, intrigued. I'm, I'm watching it. It's on Amazon. It's facing the crowd. I'm going to tell you something. You, it's so relevant to so much political shit. Wink, wink. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dude, I cannot recommend it enough. Facing the crowd. Facing the crowd. Facing the crowd. I'm telling you, bro. It's so... You know, you talk about fate or you talk about mm, or what you would do with all that money if you got that money and the love, the adoration, the fame that comes with all that money. And you can do anything you want and treat people any way you want. A lot to that shit, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I'm intrigued. You sold I, it. <laughs> okay. I well, it listen. Um, what's that, Tyler? I hunted it down on Amazon already. It's nice. it's it's a great movie. Well, listen, guys, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, so, no, but let's let's do it again, and I'll have more stuff. You know, I'll have I'll have some stuff we can chat about or talk about and cool stuff. And I can't thank you guys enough. Awesome. Well, it is awesome. I, I'm I, I can't wait for to wait till next time. All right, buddies. I'll see you later. All right. All right.